Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. I'm walking back into the studio, and I see a couple of familiar faces, Adam Graves and uh, Larry Johnson. So uh, what brings you guys to the studio today? We'll start with you, Mr. Johnson. What's going on? Well, not a whole lot, Michael. It's been a while since I've seen you. It is. It is. Absolutely. Do the show. And, the uh, glory is with the Knicks. Glory is. Well, it's coming back, hopefully. You think so? Well, tell me a little bit. First of all, before we get to the stuff you brought over, tell me what you think of the Knicks this year. Well, uh, Adam and I was talking earlier um, um, we like the I like the enthusiasm. I like the way they play in defense. Not attention to detail on defense. I like guys. Uh, a counter. I love, of course I love him and his uh, his his toughness. Yeah, I tell tough, the guys yeah. all the time, man. Playing here, if you just go out and put forth the effort and play hard, um, with the winning to come. So I, I'm I'm hoping that New York is uh is satisfied is okay with the product we put on. Well, Porzingis, if you could keep him healthy, I mean he could do everything. He just got to. It's hard to keep guys that size healthy, you know. I mean, you know, I'm not a big stickler for basketball guys wanting to put on weight. But I, maybe Porzingis, when he first come into the league, could use a little bit more because he's going to be banging down low, which is not a lot of banging down low compared to when we Not played. in the old days, yeah, like so you I guys. Have, yeah. Right. So I didn't have a lot of uh, – I didn't think that was a big issue. Cause right. I didn't, but, you know, being healthy is a little issue with a guy that size playing down low. So we want to watch that. But I think the other big guys have come in and really done a good job of just controlling the, the pain and, 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 and just getting guys – well, you know – we we used to Oakleys and Masons, right? X Men and stuff exactly. Like that. Yeah. You and you yeah. know getting guys at the rim. So yep. we we, we kind of missing that a little bit. No great. And we have Adam Graves with us too. And uh, uh, Gravy, the uh, the Rangers after a slow start, they've picked it up. They're doing a lot better. Yeah, they've been. Uh, and again, they've been getting it from a lot of different places. And, and as you know, we've gotten a little bit younger. And you, know, you look at um, Mika Sabanajad, who is who is out right now. Uh, he seems like he's been around forever. He's 24 years old and just coming into his prime. Uh, Bujnevich has been outstanding uh, this year. Uh, we have Boo up from, uh, you know, from Michigan, Boo uh, Neves, and, uh, and just guys like that that are just adding to the depth and and the speed. And and we still have the Criders and the Zooks and and the Nashes and and it's a real balanced attack. And then when you add a guy like Shattenkirk, who we talked about, a New York yep. guy that wants to be a Ranger and what he's meant to uh, in in early going here to the power play, which gives you a whole other element to your offensive side because it is a group that scores uh, by committee. And when you have a great power play and, and a, a power play the, the way it's been playing, it, it really helps. I got to ask you guys one thing because I know they're here today, obviously because of my last week and they're nice enough to bring over some things which we'll get to. But I've talked about the 30 years. The spring of 94 will always stand out. 49 playoff games. 
Mm. I was personally at 37 of them, 37 out of 49. So uh, the amazing run, you get to the seventh game and win, Adam. You get to the seventh game and, uh, you know, the Knicks get to the seventh game and lose. What do you remember about that? What stands out to you about that year? Uh, just the energy. And when we talk about that, that's what we talk about when we say the great privilege of playing in New York and playing at the Garden and being a Nick and being a Ranger. And uh, I, I have fond memories of going back home and had an apartment in White Plains. And um, in that apartment, I shared at, at that apartment, one of my neighbors was, was Anthony Mason and got to know him uh, very well and talked <laughs> to him quite a bit. And and I was as big a fan, a Nick fan, as he probably was a Ranger fan, which was just terrific. But you're in this together because it's a bigger family at the Garden. And, and Larry will tell you the same thing, that uh, you, you become friends. And I can remember going into the, the, the shared uh, training room mm-hmm. because of one locker room being one side, the, the Nick on one side, the Ranger on the other. Then we had a shared, shared common area mm-hmm. and seeing the guys. And mm-hmm. yep. we'd be getting treatment, they'd be getting treatment, and just be rooting for each other. Yeah. It was just a, a real special, special time. And what, like, what was your first year here? What was your first? No, I, I, you said yes. that was 94. Yeah, yeah. You weren't here yet. Yeah, that was I was getting beat up in Charlotte. You were still in Charlotte. Right. What was your first year here? 96. Six, I want to say. What do you remember about that Nick team, though? I mean, because I was just thinking you're not even here yet, that team. But what were you thinking about? What, what do you remember about that team that year that went through the seventh game of the finals and lost to the Ro- and lost to the Rockets? They was the most physically tough team in the league. They I were, mean, yes, yes. They had overtaken uh, the bad boys over at Detroit with what they was doing. Right. I thought uh, coming into New York, you had to get to sleep. It was, you know, every team knew when they was coming in to play these guys. When about that time, when they '94 season, they was really pounding guys down low. And, you know, we talk about all those years, so many great series, whether it was earlier the Bulls, the Pacers, the Heat. I mean, the series were just great series, you know. I mean, just it's a different basketball. First one to 80, you know, shoot 30 percent, blood on the court. But it was just it was it was really it was those were great, great series. No matter which team they were playing, no matter what year it was, those were wonderful series. When Riley went to Miami, it's still, you know, those years, those were unbelievable series. What I remember about Jeff, and I know Jeff Van Gunn has been sure. on your show before. Uh, his times. coaching, his coaching style, Adam, it was it was defense first. It was paying attention to detail on the defensive end first. And I, again, I'm looking at this team now, and I can see some of that. So, you know, like you said, it was the first team to 80 to win, blood on the court. So, you know, both of those guys, and I'm I'm pretty you know, I'm pretty sure Jeff got it from. Uh, uh, Pat Riley, who was sure. here before. So. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what we remember. And, and when we was at Charlotte, we was more of an up-and-down team, so we really could. We wasn't physically able to stay with you guys. You know, right. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's what I remember about that 94 season. And you had some great years here. You really did. And you sacrificed your offense. I always felt you were the guy that really did sacrifice more than the other guys because you could have scored a lot. Man, I remember you went on You could have scored a ton of points. We all know that. You really gave up. A lot of your offense did the dirty work, did a lot of the things that had a, that the team needed, and really chipped in a lot of different ways. I, I thought Mike would played out that way. Just knowing basketball, when yeah. I was traded here, we came in. Uh, it was almost a new team at that point. Like you said, they yeah. had that run where they went to the finals, yep. and then you're getting rid of someone like Mason for myself, bringing Allen Houston with a big contract, mm-hmm. Chris Childs. So once we came in, when I when you look at the, the makeup of that team, you had three guys scoring 20 points a game. John seventeen eighteen a game. It was I, I think it was on me to uh, 
take that back seat as far as uh, um, getting touches throughout and shooting the basket. And also doing the things on the other end of the floor, playing great defense, doing the things, and the, the legendary four-point play, which was, you know, unforgettable. It really was. So, yeah. you know. I walk around uh, People New still York, talk about it, right? They call me a legend for one play. <laughs> it's amazing. They remember, just like they remember the John Stark stunk. I mean, they remember your four-point play was one of the great plays. It really was. All right, so very nice of you guys to come down here today. And, uh, you know, it's my week. Everyone's, uh, you know, uh, being nice because I'm leaving. They finally get rid of me, so they're all being nice to me this week. But it's, uh, I see you guys brought a couple of things down, so thank you very much for this. It's very nice of the garden to send you down here or to come down and do this. It's very nice of you. I appreciate it. Well, thank congr- you. Congratulations. Thank you, Adam. You deserve everything. Right. And Aaron, Adam and, and you guys, first of all, the garden does a tremendous amount of charity stuff. We've done some stuff with them. Uh, but I've always said this. You probably have set a world record. Adam, for making charity appearances, <laughs> I mean, in, in the New York area. I don't know, Larry, of anyone who's ever made more or said no to anybody, Adam Graves. He has been I at agree. more events and does more good things for people than any player I can ever remember in New York. I agree. So he deserves credit for that. I'm just a big kid, and I'm pretty good at being a big kid. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Adam, very much. And, Larry, thanks. Good to see you, as always. You, know, you too, Michael. My pleasure. Thank you for that. Again. Thank you. you. Very much. Adam Graves and Larry Johnson back after this.